Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. Let's talk about posture today, as this is a extremely common topic in the health and fitness realm, the sport realm, and just day-to-day life realm of, of society. How often have you yourself been told you either have good posture or you have shitty posture or you look at someone and you think man that person has really bad posture and it's funny because we can identify what looks like it's bad posture and what we believe to be bad posture but there's some really important key components to posture itself that the industry and the health and fitness industry don't really discuss or don't really address. And that's what I want to dive into today because I've seen it happen again and again for years and years. Individuals being told that they just need to strengthen their back to fix their posture. And frankly, that's just not the case. It's not how it works. Let's dive into what exactly posture is so that we can maybe make some changes for ourselves, so that we have some more tools to actually correctly understand how to work with our posture, work with our body to get ourselves in a better functioning position for our day-to-day life. So, Overall, there's multiple aspects of your system, your body, that contribute to having proper posture. And all these aspects need to have synergistic integration uh, within themselves. So they need to be working together. Um, And if we have that proper integration of these systems, we're going to see a flexor extensor synergy, we're going to see upright postural design, we're going to see postural stabilization with dynamic movement, we're going to see a better functioning position. Now, there's seven main parts of our brain that are responsible for the neurology that actually controls our postural system. So again, there's seven components to this. It's not just your rhomboids. Okay, we got that. It's not just that your pecs are tight. Okay, so each aspect of our neurology has a unique function uh, that's necessary for proper functioning of our postural system. So we have our sensory cortex, we have our motor cortex, we have our cerebellum, uh, we have our PMRF, our pontomedullary reticular formation. We have our visual system, our vestibular system, and we have the spinal pathways. So let's look into these, each specifically, and get a better idea of how each of these affect our actual posture. Because I'm going to tell you right now, your visual and vestibular system play a much higher role in your posture and your ability to be in a functional position for what you're looking to do than your pecs or your rhomboids or your traps or whatever else you want to label or name, okay? 
So let's start with our sensory cortex. This is located in our parietal lobe of our brain. Uh, and it's how you feel and interpret your world. So the world that you're living in, it's how you feel and interpret it. So we have ascending information of proprioception, our joint positions, our tactile stimulation, the temperature, pain, and a few other things that arrive in your sensory cortex from our periphery, and they're processed and interpreted. They're sent up that chain from the periphery to be processed and interpreted. And it's important, the sensory cortex, uh, to our posture because it perceives proprioception and joint position. That's probably an important piece when it comes to if we're standing in a proper structural position, I'd say. So again, our sensory cortex is important to posture because it perceives proprioception and joint position. So if we don't have clear understanding of our joint position, that information that's being sent up the line to our sensory cortex is not clear, then our posture is going to be affected by that. So understanding where our body is at in space is foundational and fundamental for achieving proper postural stability. If we don't have proper proprioception and awareness, how are we supposed to have proper postural position and stability? So that's what our sensory cortex does. Now our motor cortex is our ability to move within our environment. Independent, and it's, uh, it itself is dependent upon functional output of the motor cortex. So our ability to move uh, within our environment is dependent upon that. Pathways from this descend from our motor cortex to produce movements within our environment. So after we've received information and we've processed something, we've interpreted information, we have a prediction. We then can send out information from our motor cortex to produce certain movements within our environment that our brain deems the right prediction. The motor cortex of our frontal lobe uh, is important for posture because it initiates voluntary motor output of our skeletal muscles contralaterally and stabilization of postural muscles ipsilaterally. So I'll say that again. The motor cortex of our frontal lobe is important for our posture because it initiates our voluntary motor output of our skeletal muscles contralaterally and stabilization of postural muscles ipsilaterally. So it's important to note how our sensory cortex and motor cortex, they're working together, right? We want to have proper sensory motor integration between those two to process sensory inputs so that we can have proper motor outputs in response to stimuli. If we don't have proper sensory inputs coming in to our sensory cortex, we don't have proper proprioception or joint position, etc., then the motor output is going to be inhibited. We're not going to have as clear of a understanding of what's coming in, and so the body doesn't really know what to do from an output standpoint. It's going to do it based off its best prediction, but that might mean a quote-unquote 
poor postural position. So that's our motor cortex. Then we have our cerebellum. Cerebellum is a fantastic piece of our system and our body. Uh, and it's the center for our checks and balances of our movement. A very simple way I like to discuss the cerebellum is it does our ABCs. It's our accuracy, balance, and coordination. Now it does a bunch of other stuff, uh, but those are some really key components. So our cerebellum is going to refine our motor output for coordination and precision of motor movements by eliminating any excess motion. It's going to help us be more accurate, more coordinated, more balanced. Right? So it's wanting to refine what our motor output from our motor cortex uh, is doing, the movements that it's, it's sending out, the outputs it's sending, so that we can have more precise motor movements and not have excess motion. Right? I've talked about this before. Our body does not want to be surprised. It wants to eliminate free energy. It doesn't want to accumulate any free energy. So if we can eliminate excess motion, that means that there's a potential downgrade of free energy that it experiences, which means it feels safer and is in a better state. <coughs> so our dynamic postural stability is reliant on our cerebellum in order to have fine motor skills. So in order for us to have a dynamic postural setup, which is constant, right? your posture is constantly changing throughout the day depending on what you're doing, it's reliant on our cerebellum to have those fine motor skills to refine it as you're going about your day. Our movement is going to be initiated by our contralateral cortex and is refined by the ipsilateral cerebellum. So this is for coaches, I hope that this is common knowledge for you, but movement is initiated by the contralateral cortex. So our right cortex is going to provide movement for left side of the body, but that movement is refined by the same side cerebellum. So my left side cerebellum will coordinate and refine left side movement. Okay. This is key if we wanted to get down that, that rabbit hole of understanding how to actually uh, refine and activate these areas, which we can do. That's when things get really fun, um, is understanding how to refine and activate things like your cerebellum. But I digress for right now. So again, our dynamic postural stability is reliant on our cerebellum in order for it to be our movements to be refined and not have excess free energy movements occurring. Then we move on to our PMRF, pontomedullary reticular formation. This is a fantastic piece of our system um, as it is the powerhouse of our posture and it's the center for postural control. Bet you didn't realize that. Again, it's not our rhomboids that are the center for postural control. It's our PMRF. So our PMRF inhibits flexion of our postural system to efficiently resist gravity. Okay, so if it's functioning well, it's going to inhibit flexion of our postural system 
to resist gravity, so we're not falling forward. If you see someone or you have a client who presents with the dysfunctional output of their PMRF, they're going to have a flexor dominant posture. So, to put it in layman terms, this is a common postural presentation of forward head posture, anterior rolling of the shoulders, chest flexion, and hyperkyphosis. Can you think of anyone that you've seen or have you ever felt yourself in that position? Forward head, forward rolling of the shoulders, chest flexion, and hyperkyphosis. Again, that position is due in part to a dysfunctional output of our PMRF, causing us to have that flexor dominant posture. It's not your pecs. So, our PMRF is located in our brainstem, among the pons and medulla, and it's the home of eight cranial nerves. Love the cranial nerves. Uh, they perform vital functions and contribute to proper posture. Uh, and the reticulospinal tract descends from our PMRF to the spine to inhibit flexor tone. So there's some deeper things involved with that, uh, but generally understanding that the PMRF is the powerhouse of our posture. Okay? We typically see that forward postural position, people rounded forward, head forward, shoulders forward, etc. You can almost guarantee that this is starting from a dysfunctional output of their PMRF. That's it. It is playing a key role in their position. Okay. Then we move on to our visual system. So our head postural patterns and positions uh, are reliant upon proper function of our visual system in order to hold our head upright and keep our eyes parallel to the horizon. Pretty important for us. I talk about this in the classes that I teach um, uh, at a local uh, college. And we talk about how when you see in uh, someone of older demographic um, in that forward slouched over position with their eyes facing towards the ground, their bodies in a slouched posture position, maybe they're using a walker or a cane, guess what? Their body's in survival state to ensure that they stay protected. So what's the best position for them to be in? Staring down at their feet so they don't trip and fall. So that's part of their visual system and their, their brain and their, their neurology got, putting them in that position so that they stay safe. So it's important to understand how our visual system can affect our body. Our posture is reliant on our visual system in order to keep our head upright and keep our eyes parallel to the horizon. Four of our 12 cranial nerves are purely dedicated to your eyes. A quarter of the cranial nerves, sorry, a third of the cranial nerves, my math is terrible, a third of the cranial nerves are dedicated to your eyes. Think about that. We know that our eyes are important. We know that they provide us information to our environment. Um, but we need to understand that it's not just so that we can see. Our brain is what sees. 
our environment. Our eyes take in the information. So our eyes are important to orient ourselves within our environment and the visual system is extremely important to our head posture and position. If we have an inability to see and control our eye movements in a coordinated manner, then we're going to see a development of chronic postural distortion patterns. A.K.A. poor posture, quote-unquote. So train your eyes, you guys. Just a little side note here, self-promotion. I'm putting together a vision-enhanced protocol that you guys can do. It's two minutes a day to help you level up your visual system and your ability for your eyes to function properly. Not just see clear, but actually function properly. So keep your eyes out, pun intended, for that. Uh, it's coming out hopefully before the end of the year here, before Christmas. So, moving on. The vestibular system, another huge, very important system for our body. Because our vestibular system is going to control our postural balance and extension. This clearly is of great importance to maintaining proper posture. If we have a flexor dominant posture like we talked about earlier, that is a weak, sick posture that inefficiently resists gravity and is going to just continue to compound itself. So we know that our PMRF inhibits flexion well, it's going to help uh, and work with our vestibular system because our vestibular system stimulates extension. So when you think about that, our PMRF inhibits flexion. It doesn't want us to go into flexion. It helps us stay out of flexion. And our vestibular system stimulates extension. That's going to look like a pretty darn good, functional, strong position to be in for life. So if we have a proper flexor-extensor synergy... That is the goal of our postural correction. And it can only be achieved by pro proper functional output of our PMRF and vestibular system. Not by doing a thousand pull-aparts. Sorry to say. I know we all love our banded pull-aparts. That's not going to do it for you. So our vestibular system... Uh, we'll also control our balance. Probably important when we're thinking about posture. Uh, so to improve balance, uh, we need to incorporate vestibular training to ensure that we can maintain a good balanced position in space and hold a proper posture. Again, going back to the example that I had about elderly population being that in hunched over position, what we often talk about in C2 is that wider foot stance. So they have a wider base of support, vestibular system putting them there so that there's less likelihood of falling. They have their eyes tilted to head to the ground so that they can see the ground right in front of their feet. And their PMRF is not functioning properly because we're in that flexor dominant position now of head forward, shoulders forward, rounded through the back, etc. That's what you're seeing when someone's in that position is dysfunction of those systems. 
not just a weak core and tight pecs. So again, improving our balance by incorporating our vestibular system into our training can play a huge role in our postural output and proper, po proper postural positions. And then finally, we have our spinal pathways. So our descending and descending pathways of our spine, uh, they're the connection from our peripheral nerves and nervous system to our central nervous system. And this is the connection of your brain to our postural system and is the structural framework of our body. So ascending sensory information is transported to the sensory cortex for processing. We talked about that. Descending motor pathways are transported from the motor cortex to the spinal cord via the corticospinal tract for voluntary movement and the reticulospinal and vestibulospinal pathways for postural stability. So understanding these pathways, these are the things that are transmitting the signals for you in your body. Okay. All of these components, these are the fundamental aspects that are controlling our postural system and our postural position. You need to understand these things as a coach, but also it helps to just understand these as a human on a baseline level to understand how we can change our position and our movement. As a coach, I work with people on a daily basis and we integrate these systems into their training, not just working on muscles and moving joints. But we integrate vestibular system and visual system and spinal pathways and cerebellum so that the outputs can be clearer and more precise and there's less free energy formed. There's a greater ability to predict what's happening next, which means performance, position, power, strength, everything goes up. So if we can detect and correct these dysfunctions, we are going to be able to have sustained postural power and position. There is no technically wrong posture, depending on what you're looking to do. But let's understand what puts us in a chronically poor position. These are the systems that are at play in our posture. I invite you to dive a little deeper into the sensory cortex, motor cortex, cerebellum, PMRF, visual, vestibular systems, and our spinal pathways, as well as the other systems of our body, because doing so will provide you greater knowledge to be able to help yourself. As coaches, we need to understand these things. If you're a coach out there, just understanding the human body from a musculoskeletal sense, it's not good enough anymore. It doesn't do the trick because there's so much more at play. It's not even addressing what's controlling those things. So if you can understand what's controlling those muscles and tissues, man, then you open things up. Opportunity is wild 
when you do that. So let's work on our posture. Let's work on getting in a better functional position for your day, you guys. Love this stuff. Love talking about this. And I love diving down the, the rabbit hole of neurology. If you have any questions, as always, let me know. Fire me a DM on uh, social media. Whatever you need, fire me an email. Happy to discuss these with you. If you have someone that you yourself or you know someone that's struggling with their posture and not sure what to do about it. It feels like it's it's continually getting worse or that it's causing you problems and giving you pain or discomfort. Let me know. Happy to talk, you guys. Have a fantastic day. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or want more information, fire me a message, leave me a review. Let me know your thoughts. Have a great day. Level up. Voices rising like a church choir.